recall in one of our scriptures we're going to talk about that when Abimelech came, they was in the land of Canaan, and they was told, uh, and, and Isaac was afraid that they would beat him for his wife. He told her to say that you are my sister, just like his daddy, y'all. You are my sister. And she went along with it. But she was so loved that later, Abimelech, who had taken him as her wife, his wife in that regard, looked down and saw Isaac caressing her. He couldn't get away from her. He couldn't pretend that was his sister for his life. And Abimelech called him up and said, you lie. That's not your sister. You don't touch your sister like that. That's your wife. And he said, you're right. I was just afraid for my life. That's how loved she was that he finally had the breastful to realize he might die because he done lied, he done perpetrated. <laughs> she was beautiful. The servant even said she's beautiful. And it didn't say the way Rachel was with her appearance and her body. It said she was beautiful in the sense of the word, in every aspect. So you got to understand, she was and answer the prayer. She was sent by the Lord. She was loved. She was beautiful. And she knew who she was. When he said, who are you? And she said, my name is Rebecca. I'm the daughter of Milcow, uh, Bethel, birthed by Milcow, by Nahor. And I come from this. She knew who she was. When people ask us, who are you? Do you say, I am the daughter of the king? I come through the bloodline, but yet my natural parents are such and such from a rural Colorado. Da, 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 da. Do you know who you are? Or do you hide who you are? She was hard working. Okay? She came out there to the get water, and when she got water, she saw it there. She said, let me, let me water your camel. And he said, thank you. And then she turned around and she said, let me get your whole bottle camel. And so she gave before he could even ask. Without anybody asking her, she was hard working, ladies. I'm giving y'all a description. You better get with it. <laughs> she was humble. When he told her who he was and the reason that he had came, and he put the jewelry on her, she ran to her mom to share. She didn't say, okay, I'll go with you right here. See, that, this tie back in the day would have been like, okay, let's go. But <laughs> yeah, ain't got to tell nobody because I'm grown. She told and went and told her parents, went and told her brother, so that they prepared the house to receive this man. She was humble. She knew how to come underneath authority. She was decisive. When he presented to her, let me go back to my master. Don't delay me. And her mom and her brother and her dad said, no, let her stay 10 days. And they said, well, let's ask her. She said, no, let's go now. Y'all know the, one of the hardest things is finding a disciple woman. I know what it's just time to decide what to eat. That's probably the long time that I'm disciple. They'll look at me like, oh, where are we going to eat? Um, I think I feel like, um, I think this is this way. Um, I don't know. I had this yesterday. And <laughs> so decisive. She was wise. She was wise. Okay? She knew what she needed to do and how to get it done. And then finally she was forgiven. And we're going to see why she was forgiven in this particular passage. Because she taught her son to be forgiven. So our initial passage, now that I have described who she is, 
we will go to is in 25 verses 19. So they done hooked up, they done got married. They, uh, <laughs> I did not pastor off those women like as a wife, they done came back into the land. He done got his money back, okay? All of this can be found in 26 and 25 and 24 chapters, which I'll read one of these at home. And so, 19, sir, this is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son, okay? Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebecca as his wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, of Tadok, and Ramses, which are Lebanon, the Syrian. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barest, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall survive the younger. So, let me just say, first of all, I love the fact that we overlooked this. Rebecca was not pleading with Isaac for a baby. Rebecca wasn't going to God saying, give me a baby. Rebecca was content with where she was and what she was doing. She found her husband to be satisfying enough that it was his desire because he knew the seed was to come to him. So she was okay with the fact that if I don't have anybody else, I got you. She was not asking God, give me a baby. Give me what I don't have. Hello, ladies. Give me. Give me. I don't read right there when she said, give me. He went on her behalf because he said he needed this to come through his wife, not another woman through his wife. So God answered my prayer on behalf of my wife. And how they were both lined up with the word. He was going and interceding on behalf of his wife. A request that had been promised to him that had been given from his father. And it had nothing to do with personal preference. They both were okay where they were. But they knew the promise that God had. And so Rebecca left it up to Isaac for the promise to come. And Isaac said, I'm leaving it up to God for the promise to come. And so that's important because when you're dealing with your wife, with your daughter, with your sister, with your mother, you men have got to make sure that you have gone to God on their behalf before you come talking to me. Don't come talking to me about what you have to say when you ain't consulting God. Because it's hard enough to follow you just to follow you, but when you're not consulting God on my behalf, that means you have left me high and dry. Mm -hmm. So ladies, when you're looking for a man, which you shouldn't be, but when a man crosses your path, the first thing you ask him is, what's your prayer life like? How often are you on your knees? Because if you asking me to be on my knees to humble myself, to serve you, then I need to know that you're on your knees to get from him. So what's your prayer life like? As a matter of fact, it's one of the first things you don't do with me is pray, then we don't need to be talking. Because your prayer life is going to take me to the next place. Not you. Not how good you look. Not how you can cook. Not how much money you can make. But your prayer life is what's going to change my mind. Because y'all know when a woman gets something in her mind, you ain't moving her. Come on. Come on. And so if Rebecca's telling Isaac, I don't care about having no kids. 
used to do is know how to go to God. And so you need to show me how to go to God. And so I love how it says that Isaac went first. And then two verses later, Rebecca went. Woo, are you leading me? Are you leading my, are you leading my house? Even if ain't no children, are you showing me how to go to God? Because Rebecca was not from Abraham's descendant in that way. She was his kinship. And so she didn't serve God the same way that they did. And so when Isaac pulled her in, not only did he love her, but he loved her enough to show her how to worship his God. Amen. The men in the church is walking around here thinking it's supposed to be the women that lead and worship. Uh-uh, boo-boo. Y'all supposed to be on the front line. Not me. Y'all supposed to take the bullet first. Not me. Because I'm behind you. And as I'm behind you, I'm telling you what's going down, what's going on, what's taking place. But if I got to be in front of you, we already out of order. I'm just letting y'all fellas know. Y'all better get a prayer life with your wife. Y'all better, my husband be up at 5 o'clock when he see me wrestling and can't sleep. And I move, you all right? You all right? Next thing I know, he's out of the bed. Oh, Lord, something's going on with her. Something's going on. I called him to go to God. He don't come back to me like, this is what you need to do, Ty. No, he goes to God. And then he waits for me to go to God. And then when I say, well, this is what God said, he got an opportunity to tell me what God said to him. Y'all better get on your knees, fellas. You know, y'all thinking about how to smell good and what I need to wear to get her attention, all that stuff. You better get on your knees and let her find you attractive on your knees. When my husband... With his red eyes and his, his tired, he start crying. That is the most beautiful Amen. thing in the world to know that he loves me so much that he'll put me on the altar. Yeah. I ain't afraid to trust him with my babies because he'll put me on the altar. Yeah. So Isaac pleaded for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? Let's stop right there. If all is well, why am I like this? Do I have any ladies that have felt broken? Yeah. Pieces? Something going on you don't understand? Because all friends are supposed to be okay. I'm supposed to be carrying this, and it's okay. And I've got what was promised. This is your promise, God, not my promise. So why is it costing me so much? Why am I up all night? Why am I struggling with this thing? Why am I broken? Why am I busting? Why am I on my face? When it's your promise. Not my promise. Your promise. But then she does the one thing that she's been taught, husband, to do. If everything's okay, Lord, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this picture? I love this example because this is what Eve was supposed to do and didn't do. As a matter of fact, we don't see any woman go to God on her behalf and tell Rebecca. And so you understand, ladies, that he can have a relationship but just as important as your relationship. 
that it cannot be complete without both of you having a relationship. Amen. And so you don't teach your sons to have a relationship with God and then let your daughters act like they're all pretty and all that. You teach both of them. Amen. Because they both have to know. They have different roles, but they both have to know. Amen. And so Rebecca says, if everything's okay, why is everything broken inside of me? Why is everything so tangled up, so messy? Why am I dealing with this? What is going on inside of me, God? When you find yourself in that situation and you're struggling with what he said to do, where he said to be, how he said to be, you don't go ask no man. She didn't ask Isaac. Why are they kicking around in my belly? Why are they doing this? Because Isaac would have pulled a Jacob. Am I God to know? She went to the source of her conception. What did you put in me? What did you put that I am struggling? And he says, there will be two nations in you. And I don't know, to me, this is a prophetic word right here. If you don't understand it, right. there are two nations in your womb, ladies. You got your flesh and you got the Holy Spirit. And they are fighting inside of you because we live in a world that's feeding the flesh. Every day I get up, my flesh is fed. I don't got to roll out of bed because I got the Facebook right there. It's fed. I'm a stalker. I'm not a poster. I'm a stalker. And it's going down. I'm looking. Snapchat, I see all that. Ooh, yeah. Being fed, and I ain't even got out the bed yet. But then do I put my phone down to feed my spirit man? Or do I just keep going because that's life? Do I just keep going because that's what I'm supposed to do? But no, we find here Rebecca accepts the word given to her and begins to shape her life and begins to shape her life. If you look at it in verse 25, 24 says she gave birth to the twins. And 25 says, and the first came out was Harry, that was Esau. And the second came out was Jacob. Okay, and he had Esau's heel. Now, a lot of people say that Jacob was named deceiver, manipulator, surplanter. But the other word that we often overlook that Jacob's name is heel. And I could have sworn back in Genesis, when God dished out punishment to Eve, he said, and your heel will bruise the head of the serpent. So she had to know a promise that she wasn't even aware of, but she named him the promise. Because your name is heel, Jacob. Not just deceiver. Not just who you are, but your name is heel. And I learned this at the women's conference before. So when I give birth, I'm giving birth to an instrument that's coming forth in the world that's supposed to bring God glory. So every reproduction out of me should be giving God glory. There should not be anything idle that I'm giving birth to. It should be my heels constantly at his door. It doesn't mean that I have to be the one to do it. But it means that my seed is out there busy. All right, let's go to China. One soul saved in China. It doesn't matter. One soul saved. All right, Janelle. 
Worship. Janelle get to worshiping and somebody say, Lord, I thank you. That's one soul. Come back to him. My son on the field and leading prayer with the football players who were just turned up and cussing the night before. That's an opportunity. And I ain't nowhere around but in my seat. Because I locked onto the promise and kept going with the promise. And so you got to understand what she said. The hill, she said, I accept God, your promise. And if you jump down to 27, it says, So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And a lot of people will say that's favoritism. That the one loves the other. But when I began to look at the word and I asked God, what does it mean? And is not used there, which means in conjunction. So as uh, Isaac loved Esau and in conjunction, Rebecca loved Jacob. No, 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 no. It says, but. So that means in spite of the fact that his father showed favoritism, I chose to love the one that his father didn't think was going to have enough value. I chose to feed into the one in spite of the dad had already taken the favoritism, which is natural in that culture. Firstborn gets all the favorites. Let's be real. So it wasn't just Isaac's decision. But Rebecca said, I'm going to love you anyway. And you know what, Mama? The first Mama's boy was born. She pulled him in and kept him in the tent and taught him everything. And he didn't know that he was going to need to know that when he went to Laban's and had to tend to the sheep. But he needed to know everything that his mom had to give him. And he became... And picked up like her. He became the first mama boy. I told y'all a couple weeks ago, y'all sleeping on these mama's boys. These mama's boys are special because they know how to deal with the women. They know how to say, well, she needs prayer. They don't run from it and hide and just get something to eat. I ain't, I ain't nagging on y'all that go your own way, man. But God designed for the husband, I believe in Peter, to understand his wife. And so if he don't take the time to understand mom, how's he going to take the time to understand me? So his first lesson is to get to know his mom so that he can figure out how women think. When women have feelings, not to become a woman. And I say that because you know that's happening. Oh, he's spending too much time with mom. He's, that, he's becoming like that because he's spending too much time with his mom. The devil is a lie. Devil is a lie. I I flip it and tell him the reason why he ain't understanding who he is because dad ain't showing identity. It takes both of them. Takes both of them. And so we find here, Jacob goes on in this particular chapter, and and he switches his stew, which he probably learned to make from his mama to get the birthright from his brother. I say poor Jacob, uh, poor Esau, because you undervalued your birthright that you would do for a a stew. And a lot of people say, well, Jacob was wrong for doing that or he shouldn't have did that. But here's my thought on it. If I'm the second born back then, 
that what I have depends upon what the firstborn does. And so if my brother doesn't value his birthright and is willing to trade it off, that means if I leave it in his hands, he's going to trade me off at some point. He's going to let me go. And so I don't, I'm not going to leave my fate in your hands, bro. If you're going to give it to somebody, give it to me, and I'll take charge of myself. And so I'm going to hit you before the world hits you. I'm going to test you before you go out. See, some of y'all be resenting when some of these Christian believers be like, we ain't supposed to go do that. Why are you going to do that? Why, uh, girl, girl, don't be chasing after him. Don't do that. What you doing? And y'all resent them instead of understanding what they're doing and saying, where's your birthright? Where's your birthright? Who are you showing that you belong to? You chasing the stew. You're not chasing the birthright. Right, And so we see here where, where and, and Rebecca wasn't even nowhere around that. So we can't even fault her for that. Right? Yeah, they like to say, deceit, he deceived by deceit. Rebecca wasn't even nowhere around. Where Rebecca comes into play is in verse 27. Genesis 27. And she hears Isaac say to Esau, go get me uh, some meat and make my favorite foods. Right? Go get me some meat and make my favorite food. Thank you, Kevin. And she, before while he goes out to hunt, she pulls Jacob in and says, go do this, my son. Go make this stew. Bring me these animals I have stored up. I'll make it. And then you present it to your daddy. You get the blessing. And a lot of people say, well, she was teaching him to lie. She was teaching him to deceive. Well, first of all, the first time I ever heard that I haven't heard Rebecca lie. I think the lie came, and I told you guys before, from Isaac telling Abimelech, this is my sister. Now, Abraham got away with that because Sarah and Abraham were actually sisters and brothers. But Rebecca and Isaac were not sister and brothers. So Isaac actually told the first lie. So it makes me think that the lying was an environmental thing that came from the daddy, not from the mama. So it's something that was taught. But I'm not going to treat this as a lie. This is not a lie, ladies. This is empowerment. This is what happened. She heard that he was getting ready to give the final blessing. And she remembered what God said to her when they were in her womb. And some people say, no, she manipulated, she turned the situation, she did this and that. No, she remembered the promise. And then she stepped up and she said, son, don't obey my voice. And if it's wrong, I'll take the punishment. And so what she did is she lined her faith up with the promise in order for her child to receive the blessing he was supposed to receive. And some of us are afraid to lay down ourselves to look foolish, to look silly in the eyes, to do things that we're not supposed to so that our children can get the blessings that they are supposed to receive because God gave us the word. See, a lot of us will wait till our children are born and look at them and, oh, he's cute. He looks like a ball player. Oh, he's this now. Let me tell y'all something. My son was four, five, had a six, he had a ten pack. He had a six pack. He had a ten pack. <laughs> Muscles was busting at the seams, and I was like, good God, he's good looking. He looks like.
and he's playing on the court, and I'm looking at him, and I said, oh, yeah, he's going to do something. And I wasn't walking with God. But in that minute, I said, God, help my son. And that's all it took. That's all it took. Because about a year later, I was in a place to actually know God. And I said, God, show me my son. Show me my daughter. Show me what you have to do. Not me tell them who they are. You show me who they are, and I will come alongside of you to develop them to be who you said for them to be. Most of us are trying to say, this is who my child is based on what we want. Not what our God has said. We have to ask God, what is this in my womb? Who are they? Where are they supposed to be? How should they be operated? And then when things don't look a certain way, remind yourself of the promise. Remind yourself of the word. Oh no, the Lord said, and y'all, let me tell y'all, the day sun signs, we got a text message, and we made 3% play sports in college. 3% in the nation. 3%. Then y'all wonder why I be screaming at football games, because God, <laughs> you are doing it. You are doing it. Every time he steps on the field, that's you. For him to go from a 10-pack to an O-line gut. That's you. <laughs> and nothing bad. God, you give him everything he deserves and he needs to accomplish. God. Tiara, what school? Mom, what country? Do I go to Korea? I went to Japan. What's it? God, you're doing it. Every time I hear her speak the language, she wonder why mom always asks me to speak the language. Because every time I hear it, I'm reminded how I ain't got farther than he got. Right. So I know it's God. I know I can't do that, so that's God. And you're taking her higher and higher. You're fulfilling your word, God. And so when she comes in, she says, Mom, this doesn't look like what, what I thought. It ain't about you, baby. It's about his promise. And my job becomes to do exactly what your dad taught me to do, to do for you, to go to prayer on your behalf, so that you can receive and fulfill the promise that God gave. Janelle's singing, oh, her voice, I heard what you said, her voice is just angelic. She ain't the only one that said that everybody hears, it's angelic. And I be fighting, it's angelic. (laughs) Do what you're going to do, God. Teach her to worship, not sing. If she's really an angelic voice, she's going to worship, not sing. And you begin to pray so that his promise is fulfilled, but you are the instrument to help because of your faith. Because of your faith. And so when she takes and she dresses Jacob in hairy clothes and brings the food and does what she's supposed to do, everybody has looked at it as wrong, as bad. But it's faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of what's not seen. It took faith for her to believe that if he puts on his hair and clothes from this animal that his dad's going to believe, he really is the other son. That's a whole other message. Come on. Whole other message. Because the whole time Isaac was like, you sound like Jacob, 
but you feel like Esau. But for her to believe, because here's the thing, if, Je if Isaac finds out how she has deceived him, what is the consequences? What's going to happen? Is she still wife number one? Or does she get sent back to her daddy? And so it took faith, but she did it and she said, son, obey my voice. The same way she was obeying God's voice. The same way she was believing. So she was teaching him through acts. She locked on with the promise and then she taught him through the action. Not through the word, through the action. To see what was going to take place. And what was the result? Esau comes back and he says, who stole this from me? My brother stole it. And I'm pretty sure Rebecca because that's still her child too. Has to remain silent. It takes the strength. And remember, I told y'all she was strong. It takes the strength to let your child recognize that you have done some things that you shouldn't be doing. And you're going to have to reap the consequences. I have no control over those consequences. The Bible says you reap what you sow. And I'm not going to step in the way and stop God from dealing with you because this what you sow might be what you need so that you get in line with him. But to watch that, I can imagine her prayer life intensifying. God, help my Esau. Help my Harry son. Help him, Lord. Help him. Because we know Esau wasn't walking with God. He had two wives from a different country. He wasn't thinking about God. He was thinking about the kill. He was thinking about the hunt. Y'all know there's men out there like that. Can I get it? Can I hit it? Can I quit it? Can I beat it? Can I do that? Can I move? Y'all know that. The hunt suppresses the fact that they love you. Let me just hunt, 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 hunt. They not mama's boys. And so he was chasing the hunt and he picked up two wives that were not pleasing to his parents. And so to watch her son go through that, and then she said, I'm not going to let the other one fall to prepare his back. So when she hears through her servants in verse uh, chapter, in my next she hears through her servants what happened in verse 41, 27, 41, that Esau has said, I will kill my brother. The minute my daddy dies, I will kill my brother and take his life for what he's done. She kicks back in. I, I commend her. I commend her, first of all, that her house servants came back to her and told her, Y'all know y'all let some people up in your house. They ain't going to come back and tell you the truth. They're going to manipulate it and they're going to snitch and they're going to make some things up. Right. And this house servant came back to her directly. They didn't go to somebody else to go to somebody else to go to somebody else. So I got to find out my son is pregnant from somebody else. I mean, they got somebody. No, they went back. You might want to check. He rolling with this girl over here. She can do this. So she had a house servant. So that means that she was also using her wisdom and her humility in running her household. Amen. That they can come back and she can trust them 
to tell them, tell her what's going on. Do you run your house with humility, with wisdom and discernment, or are you just running in the house? Have you established your house as a household, or are you just living life? If you can't manage your household, then you need to spend time with God to be strengthened. Because your household is a reflection of you. And I'm being transparent. One of the biggest things in my household that I have problems with is when Janelle doesn't tell me what's going on in my household. And I understand she's the last one, the latecomer, and she doesn't because she was under a different household. And I have to tell her, I can't do nothing for you if you don't tell me what's going on. And men will say, well, women talk too much. And you think I find out what's going on in the household. <laughs> but here's the kicker. If I don't tell you, you don't know. Oh, yeah, I know who I know. No, you don't. As a, as a kid of a divorced parent, there's a lot of things my dad does not know. That my mom is calling like, girl, what you doing? And he misses the link because my mom is not married to him anymore. And so part of her running that household is she's talking. Now, the man has got to shut her up sometimes. <laughs> so that work gets done. Stop talking to work. Stop talking it up. I just, when you're strong-willed, it's shut up. <laughs> My son stood in front of me yesterday. Where are you going? I'm trying to No. Mom, you ain't going nowhere. So it can't be quiet for me. It's, I'm strong. Wait. It's got to be. It's got to be. Sit down. <laughs> and so, what she does is she sends him away. She sends him away. And in sending him away, she says, you'll take a wife from my kin. And I'm going to get you away from your brother. And as I get you away from your brother, I will send for you when it's time for you to come back. So when she said that, that told me that she's sending him away to be safe. Because she said, better I lose one than two. Right. That's what she said. Better I lose one than both of y'all. Because if he kills you, you're both not good to me. Right. So I'm sending you away, which means I won't be with you. But I know you'll be okay because you're going to my kin. Right. But I'm going to work on your brother <coughs> while I'm here. And so when your brother is ready, I'll send for you that y'all can be back together again. She had a plan according to the purpose. Amen, amen. She had a plan for what was going on. This hurts me. This kills me to send you away. But I know it's for a reason. It's for a promise. And so she sent him away. And she said, and I'll call you back. And I don't read where she called him back. In, in Genesis 33. I don't read where she called him back. So I don't even know if Rebecca was alive when Jacob came back. Right? I don't. But I know that God called him back. Yes. God stepped in and said, it's time for you to return to your home, Jacob. Take all of your kinfield, take all of what you earned, everything you've done under the man's house, and go back to your homeland. Because I'm not leaving you out there. And so when my mama can't even step in, God stepped in to finish because she was operating.
Then she acted on it to the point where it cost her to watch her son go. And then she got busier. What do you mean she got busier? That ain't even a word. I know tears look at me like, huh? That ain't a word. She got busier. Which means that in the time that he was working for the seven for Leah, well, Rachel's supposed to be, and then the seven for Rachel again, and then the additional was 20-something years that he worked for Levan. He came back, and when he came back, Esau ran to meet him and greeted him with a kiss. So sometime in between that 20 years, it changed from I'm going to kill you to I miss you. You're my brother. I kiss you. That means Rebecca was busy teaching him to forgive his brother for the pain that he had caused. Women, y'all are slacking. Come on. People run around and talk about I'm offended, I'm hurt, I'm offended. Because there ain't no women stepping up to show you and to teach you forgiveness. Amen. I'm a sister. And my sisters have hurt me. 70 times seven. <laughs> they don't talk about me. They don't spit on me. They don't dog me. My mom done dog me. My dad done dog me. But it don't change the fact that I love them through God. Yeah. Yeah. So when Jacob went, aw uh, went away, Esau didn't have a relationship with God. But in order for him to forgive his brother, he had to acquire a relationship with God. Yeah. So where does that come in when we know Isaac died? Isaac died. Because it says they buried him and Jacob went away. So who do you think was busy showing what God's forgiveness looks like? Telling what God's forgiveness looks like. And that's a far cry, because when I was growing up, I used to, my dad used to be like, they did what? Let's go. They ain't gonna do that to nobody else. This ain't, this ain't going down this way. But through God. You can show what forgiveness looks like. Our world is hurting because we're not forgiving others. And it starts with the women. The women. Because we locked into his purpose. We locked into his promise. We locked into what he said. And there is nothing that's going to stop his word from coming to pass. And so because of that, we learn to forgive. What, what, what do you mean? Romans 9. Romans 9, thank you, Kevin, says that there are children of Israel that are not of Israel. It says there are children of Abraham that are not of Abraham. And the way that you know them is because they operate by faith. So what does that mean? Ishmael was from Abraham. Isaac was from Abraham. But the seed came through Isaac. So that means that there will be people that say they're a believer, but they won't be operating according to faith because they won't be walking in forgiveness. How can you not forgive when he has forgiven you? So if you can't get over the fact that someone did something to you somewhere, somehow, then you are not walking in his forgiveness. And you're walking as a non-believer, perpetrating as a believer. Amen. And you have to understand, what was it that showed the difference? Was the fact that Rebecca...
Rebecca knew that God had destined something to happen. Romans says that in even before they were born, God had seen the evil of one and the good of the other. And does that mean that there's going to be people that are going to be evil? You're right. And does that mean there's going to be people that are good? You're right. And the way you decipher it is the one that walks according to faith. Well, well, well I believe by faith.